welcome to the Hope City Church podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. Everybody, welcome to this weekend service. We've had a great service so far together. We've had a great time in worship. We've had a great time remembering uh, the Lord's uh, work on the cross, what Jesus did in laying down his life for us. We had some great announcements, and now we're going to have a great time looking in the word together. Amen. Find a neighbor. If you don't have a neighbor with you right there, text somebody and say, amen. Let's have church. Even though we're not gathered in person, we can still gather in our spirits, with our family. We can gather in our hearts. So let's stay united. Remember, one of the things the Lord said about this year is it's a year of unity, and we're going to continue to be unified. So if you have to, text somebody and say, hey, I love you. I'm thinking about you. Let's have church today together. Amen. Well, today we're starting a new series for the month of February. February is Valentine's Day, which is actually next Sunday. And um, so Valentine's Day is the, the month that we spend a lot of time thinking about love and people that we love. And so we thought, what better time than to take the month of February, again, we did this last year, but take the month of February and talk about relationships. We all have relationships. If you don't have relationships in your life, you need to find some relationships in your life. You need to find some friends. You need to find some family. You need to find some people to do life with together. You were not made to do life alone. So find some people. If you don't have anybody, I'll be your people. Pastor Jenny will be your people. Let's be people together and have relationship together. Uh, so we're going to talk about relationships. We got moms, we got dads, we got kids, we got grandmas and grandpas, we got aunts and uncles, we got friends, we got in-laws and we got outlaws, we got all kinds of people all over the place. And we're going to talk about this month, relationships. That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about relationships in a pandemic. When you, when you don't see anybody, or when you see people all the time. You know what I'm talking about. When you're stuck in a house with the same people all the time and you just need some time alone, what do you do then? What happens then when you need to just get away? We're going to talk about some of those things in this series together because I believe that people, your life is your testimony. More than the words that you will say to somebody, what your neighbors watch more than anything is you. They don't really listen to the words you say. What they do is they hear those words you say, and then they weigh them against your actions. And so we're going to talk about what your life looks like, what relationships look like, what your friends look like, what your family looks like, because people are watching, and they want to see if you line up with what you really say you believe. So we're going to talk about relationships. Today we're going to talk specifically, we're going to talk about parents and kids. And I'm calling today's message training day. We're talking about training day. We're talking about parents and kids. And you may, as soon as I said that, you may have just said to yourself, well, this doesn't apply to me. I don't have kids or my kids are old and grown, grown, grown. They're they're old and grown or or I'm too young. I don't have kids or I'm a kid myself. This doesn't apply to me. And I want to stop you right there because in each one of those situations, maybe you're an older person and your, your kids have 
uh, moved out of your house, and you're not parenting the way that, that you did when you were younger. Let me tell you something. There are people in your life that need the wisdom and the guidance that you can offer them. There could be young parents that are struggling that need the wisdom and the input that you have that you can give to them. You could, you could be sitting here saying, I don't have kids. I don't like kids, so I don't have kids. Or maybe you're saying, I don't have kids because we couldn't have kids, and this doesn't apply to me. I want to tell you today, it applies to you. Maybe you don't have your own kids for whatever reason that is. Maybe you don't have your own children, but I'm here to tell you there are kids all over the place that need people in their lives. There are parents all over the place that need other people to come into their kids' lives and help them and disciple them and help them walk through situations. Uh, Me and Pastor Jenny have spent so much time in youth and young adults ministry, and I can't tell you the amount of times People came to us, parents came to us asking for help with their kids. They needed outside help. So, hey, you can help. If you have no kids of your own, you can help. And you could be sitting here today and saying, I am a kid myself, or I am just married and I don't have kids. This doesn't apply to me. Yes, it does. It applies to you. Because uh, maybe you're just married and don't have kids yet. Yet, you will have kids one day. Chances are you will have kids. Or maybe you're a kid sitting here watching this yourself, and you're like, this doesn't apply to me. This applies to my mom and dad. Uh, This applies to you, because guess what? Kid, hey, you, kid, yeah, you, one day you're going to have your own children, and you're going to wish that you knew some of the things that we're going to talk about today. So look around your room, look around, look around, and we're talking to everybody today. We're talking about parents and kids, and we're calling this message today training day. The Word of God is alive and active. We're going to take a look at a few scriptures here, and I can't wait to start this. So number one thing I want to say, I'm going to talk in two parts. I'm going to talk to parents first, and then guess what, kids? I'm going to talk to you at the very end, and we're going to look at a scripture that pertains to you. I'm going to tell you some things out of there. So there is something for everybody in today's message. So number one, parents, uh, I want to tell you this. Parenting isn't just a uh, potential side effect of having sex, okay? Yes, if you have sex, the chances are that you will eventually have a child, but it's not just the side effect. Parenting isn't just the side effect of that. Parenting is a God-given mandate from the beginning of this book. In Genesis chapter 1, verse um, 28, the Lord is talking to Adam and Eve, and what does he say to them? He says, be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. And then again, in Genesis chapter 9, verse 1, after the whole flood and after the whole world started all over again, then God comes and he talks to Noah, and guess what he says to Noah and his family? Yeah, that's right. You guessed it. He says to them, be fruitful and multiply. So having kids and raising godly offspring is a mandate that God has put on each and every one of us. And if you can have kids... If you can have kids, God wants you to raise those kids in a godly, righteous manner. Sometimes parenting can be so hard. I know. I understand. I get it. Listen, we're parents. Me and Pastor Jenny are parents ourselves. And we're at the, we've gone through all the phases. And now we're at the very end of of parenting in a certain way. And we're going to talk a little bit about this in a minute. But 
it changes. Parenting changes through the years. It changes what it looks like. It changes how, how you have to do it. You have to, you have to, in one season, you have to parent one way. In another season, you've got to parent another way, and you've got to be paying attention so you're noticing the seasons change so that you're parenting your children in a godly way. How you parented your kids. Parents, listen to me. How you parented your children when they're four doesn't necessarily work when they're 15 the same way. You've got to make adjustments. You've got to make adjustments to how you speak to them. You've got to make adjustments to the way that you interact with them. You've got to learn how to navigate the times and the seasons so that you can parent effectively in each season of your child's life. It requires change as you go. It requires your eyes being open. It requires God giving you guidance and wisdom so you know what to do in the right season. Are you hearing me today? Okay, I heard you. Yes, you heard me. Parenting changes in every season. Listen, doesn't it? It starts off, number one, you have a baby. And babies can't do anything themselves. You bring them home from the hospital, and they need you for every little thing. Then we move into the toddler phase, and they still need you so much, but they're starting to learn independence. They're starting to walk around. They're starting to tell you yes and no. As they grow, they learn their own words. They learn their own voice. They learn what their likes and their dislikes. And as they grow, they begin to change. And then that day comes when you finally send off your child to school. And every year that your child goes to school, it changes. The amount that they need you, the amount that they need you looking in, well, the amount that they think, let me say it that way, the amount that they think they need you looking in, uh, it changes. It changes how you had to parent them when they were younger, and it changes with each season. You can't parent a preteen the same way that you parented a newborn. You can't parent a teenage child the same way that you parented a toddler. The way that you told your toddler no because I say so when they're two years old and three years old doesn't necessarily hold the same weight and the same work when your child is 15, 16, and 17 because when they're at that age of their life, they begin to want to know why. You can't just say no. They want to know why. So parenting changes as you go through, and you have to have the Spirit of God guiding and leading you so that you know how to be effective in each season of your child's life. But there's something that's so incredibly important, and that is that in every season of parenting your child, you must keep God at the center of your own relationship. That's the most paramount thing actually in any relationship, in any aspect of your life, is keeping God first and foremost. Uh, in my marriage, and I would tell you this the same thing, in your marriages, the very first priority in your life should be Jesus, should be your relationship with him. Everything else comes underneath that. And in fact, if your relationship with Jesus isn't in line and it isn't working the way that it's supposed to be and you're not giving him the attention that he needs and deserves, then all of your other relationships are going to suffer because he has the wisdom and the guidance and the life that you need. You've got to keep that relationship with God first and foremost because as you, listen, sidebar, parenting's hard work. Can I get an amen? If you don't, if you don't, 
have kids yet, let me tell you, it's amazing. Something happens the day you bring your baby home from the hospital. Something happens in your heart. Your, your heart grows and you experience a love that you didn't know was possible. Your heart grows and enlarges. But I think you need that because there are days when it is just tough work. You know, both of our kids were extremely different. Sydney was the... Uh, perfect child. If I could use that word, Sydney hardly made any noise. She was happy all the time. She just wanted to be with people and she wanted to smile at you and she wanted to do what I think at a young age what she thought you wanted her to do. Josiah, on the other hand, was a completely different child. Josiah would wake up in the middle of the night and he just wanted to party. He he didn't want to eat. His diaper didn't need to be changed. He just wanted to get up in the middle of the night and hang out because he felt like there was a party going on somewhere and he was missing out. And I'm saying all this because parenting is hard. And sometimes in that hardness, we just, we fall into routines. We fall into simple answers of yes, no, because I said so. Why? Because I said so. Why? Because I, boy, don't you test me. You know how it goes. And parenting gets hard. And if you're not keeping Jesus at the center of that relationship, then you begin to fall into rhythms and patterns that won't necessarily create the righteous, godly child that you're hoping for. So keep Jesus at the center. And here's another reason why you need to keep Jesus at the center. We had a pastor in Calgary who used to say this all the time. I I hear him saying it in my head all the time. He says this. He says, you teach what you know, but you impart who you are. You teach what you know, but you impart who you are. And what does that mean? It means this, quite simply. You can tell your child, parents, you can tell your child to do all the right things. Do this, don't do this. This is right, this is wrong. Uh, We don't talk like that. We don't act like that. We don't have temper tantrums. We don't talk bad about people. We don't engage in gossip. No, we don't steal things. No, we don't, we don't, no, you, you don't do these things. We pursue Jesus. You can teach them all the right things, but it says, You impart who you are. Parents, your kids are watching you. Like I said at the beginning of this message, people are watching you. Your kids who live with you and spend every day with you are watching you. They are watching you to see if your life lines up with what you say you believe. And you can teach them all the right things, but if you don't believe the right things yourself, and if you don't act out the right things yourself, if you don't do the right thing when it's hard, your kids see that, and what happens is who you are becomes imparted into them. You can say, yeah, but I say all the right things. Yes, I'm sure you do. But your impartation of who you are goes much deeper than your words. We're visual creatures. We see, we observe, we watch. And what we observe and what we watch and we listen to becomes part of who we are. So parents, above everything else, above everything else, yes, teach your kids the principles found in this word. And we're going to look at a scripture in just a second. Teach them the principles in here. But beyond that, Beyond that, make sure you're living out a lifestyle of what you're saying to your kids. Don't just take them to church on Sunday. Don't let your kids just see you crack open a Bible in a church service. Your kids need to see you open the Bible all the time. Your kids need to walk in on you in your room praying and say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry to bother you. Your kids need to see you living a life consecrated and separated to Jesus Christ because if they don't, 
unless something drastic happens in their life, they are going to be a replication of who you are beyond what you taught them growing up. And again, hey, maybe you don't have kids. This applies to you too. This applies to you too. You can spend your time pouring into other people, but they will watch you as well. And if those kids that you're pouring your life into are watching you, they'll listen to your words, but then they, beyond listening to your words, they will watch what you are doing. Parents, people who are discipling kids and youth and preteens and young adults, I'm talking to you today. I'm talking to you today. And those of you who don't have kids, I'm talking to you because one day most likely you will. And kids, I'm talking to you because one day you're going to be an adult and you're going to have to face these things. Live a lifestyle that leads everyone who watches you to Jesus. Okay, let's look at a scripture together. Let's get into the word for a second. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 22, and I'm going to start off here in the New Living Translation, and I'm going to share with you a few other translations because it's so good. Now, this is a very familiar passage of Scripture. I know that, but it's okay. The Word of God says faith comes from hearing and hearing from the Word of God. So we got to hear the Word of God over and over and over again, and it builds up inside of us until it becomes life. All right, so Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6 in the New Living Translation says this. It's talking to parents, and it says, Direct your children onto the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. Direct your child onto the right path, and when they are older, they will not depart from it. Let me read it to you from the, the message. It says this, Point your kids in the right direction, and when they are old, they won't be lost. Point your kids in the right direction, and when they're old, they're not going to be lost because you are pointing them. Let me read it to you in the Amplified. It says this, train up a child in the way he should go, teaching him to seek God's wisdom and will for his abilities and talents. Even when he is old, he will not depart from him. Passion Translation says this, Dedicate your children to God and point them in the way they should go. And the values they've learned from you will be with them for life. Can we just read that one again? Dedicate your child to God, your children to God, and point them in the way they should go. And the values they've learned from you will be with them for life. And the New King James says, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he's old, he won't depart it. Let's just talk about what train means for a second. Train means this. It means to narrow. Properly, it means to narrow. And it means to initiate or to discipline, to dedicate, to train up. Okay, parents, you are called by the Lord to train, to um, dedicate, to point your kids in the right way. You are called to work with your children, pointing them out, leading them, guiding them, raising them up to who God has called them to be. Do you understand what I'm saying today? Parents, it is not your role as a parent to be hands off and say, hey, I don't, I don't want to impose my will on my children. I don't want to impose my beliefs on my children. No, in fact, that is the exact opposite of what you are called to do as a godly parent, as a godly influence in somebody's life. You are called to train, to point out, to dedicate and lead your kids in the way of the Lord. That is your role. Because why? Because those 
those kids are going to grow up one day, and then they're going to be parents. They're going to be adults running the world, running society, influencing culture, raising up the next generation below them. And if you have not raised and influenced and directed and pointed out and led them in the right way, how are they going to lead the next generation? The answer is not very well. So again, to train means to narrow, as in to narrow the road for them, to narrow their choices. Don't give your kids, parents, don't give your kids free reign. Parents, don't let your kids make the decisions for themselves. At some stages in your kid's life, they are too young. They don't even know the decisions they're making. You are the parent and they are the child. You are called to train them. Think about going to a job and being trained at work. Think about going to university and being trained in your degree. All these places we go and receive training. Take that knowledge and use it to raise your children. Lead them, guide them, direct them, point them in the right direction because if you do that, when they are old, Proverbs says, they won't leave it and they won't depart it. Your kids, listen to me, one of the greatest mistakes parents make is they, A, try to be too hands-off. They don't want to influence. They don't want to impose their will and their beliefs. They want to let their kids find their own path. Or else what they do is they think they need to be their kid's best friend. Your kid, let me tell you this, your child does not need you to be his best friend. That comes later in life, after the training is done. That comes later. But right now, maybe your kid is 10 years old. Maybe your kid's 12 years old. Maybe your kid's 8 years old. Maybe your kid's just somewhere in there. You pick an age. Your kid does not need you. Your child does not need you to be his best friend. They've got enough friends. They got friends everywhere, friends you probably don't even know about. What they need is somebody in their life who's looking in, paying attention, leading them, guiding them, and directing them. All right, kids, I want to talk to you for the last few minutes here. If you take your Bibles and flip with me to Ephesians chapter 6, children, open your Bibles so you can see the scripture, and let's look in the Word of God together. Paul is talking, and um, in chapter 6, verse 3, a very familiar passage of scripture, he says this, children... Children, Paul's talking to you. He says, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on the earth. Now, come on. We all want a long life on the earth, don't we? Everybody said amen. Everybody said, I want a long life on the earth. Well, here is a tidbit. Here is a piece of information. That blessing, that command comes with the honor, not in the obedience. The blessing of having a long life is found in honoring your mom and dad, not obeying them. Now, it talks about obey your parents in the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. But let me tell you something. Let's break this scripture down, kids. Let's break this scripture down for a minute. You obey your kids, you obey your parents, sorry, you obey your parents, and you grew up in their house, but there comes a day when you move out of your parents' house and you become your own person, and you have to start making your own decisions, and you have to start standing on your own two feet. What do you do then? Do you still have to obey your parents when you're 25 years old and you've got your own wife and your own kids? No, things change things change. 
Parents have to, hopefully, they've done a good job training you. And, and it's, this is a good thought. Parents, this is a good thought for you to have in your head as well, is that your training of your child is for a finite time. One day, your kids will leave the home, and all of the things that you taught them, all of the training that you did, all of the values that you tried to instill in them, one day, they will leave your house, and they will go and marry somebody else and begin to raise kids of their own, and then they have to begin to make their own decisions. They have to begin to stand on their own two feet. You can't be parenting them then the same way that you did when they were 12, 14, 16, and 17 years old. Things change, seasons change, and you need the wisdom of God to navigate that wisely. So kids, what I'm saying to you is the blessing comes in honoring. The Bible says, honor your mom and dad and you'll have a long, good life. The blessing is found in the honoring. Now listen, kids, you got to obey your mom and dad. You live at home, you live under their house, the word of God tells you, you've got to obey them. And what does obey mean? It means to listen attentively, to heed or conform to a command or authority. Listen, when you are at home, when you are living under your parents' roof, when you are in their life and they're feeding you and they're taking care of you, you are called to obey your parents according to the word of God. That is your role because they are training you to be a successful person. When you leave their house, the goal of your parent is when you leave home to be successful in all you do. That is the goal of a godly, righteous parent. They want to see godly, righteous offspring. I'm really excited about this. I'm really worked up. I hope my points are coming across. So kids, you when you're at home, you obey your mom and dad. You listen. You listen to what they say to you. You are commanded by the word of God to obey, obey, listen to what they say, and then do it. And then what happens? You leave your home, and you don't get to, you don't just get to say, I don't have to, I don't have to listen anymore. I live on my own, and you can't tell me what to do. What happens is it changes from obedience to honor. And honor is this. It is to fix value upon by implication to revere honor and value. See, as you grow old and as you mature and as you move out and live on your own and begin to raise your family, your obedience of your parents changes to honor, to valuing your parents' input. I try to value people in my life. I try to honor people in my life. Um, Everywhere I go, in, in many, many relationships, I try to live a life of honor. You see, obedience, kids, is for a season. It's for a season. It's for a time when you're being trained, when you're being raised to be a, a wonderful person, to be a godly, righteous person. It's for a season. But one day, one day, you'll be sent into the world to show everybody the kind of person that you've been trained to become. And when that moment happens, when you're sent into the world, you move from simply obeying. Listen, when you're 23 years old and you're living off on your own, you've got your own family and you're 25 or whatever it is, when you move out of your parents' house, you don't begin to call your parents and say, hey, can I, um, can I uh, have this pizza? Is this for dinner? Can I make it? Hey, um, am I allowed going hanging out with my friends tonight? Hey, uh, what time? I'm going out. I know I don't live in the home anymore, but I'm going out with my friends tonight. What time am I supposed to be home? Those things all change. You've grown. You've matured. But you begin to honor your parents. You begin to see the wisdom that they had for your life. You begin to value their opinion. So what happens is you bump up against things in life that you don't know how to handle, that you don't know how to do, and you call your mom and dad and you say, hey, I got this going on in my life. I don't know what to do about it. What, what do you think? And then your parents begin to tell you their wisdom, their input, their guidance. And then you, as a child, 
can honor your parents and say, okay, that's really good. I hear what you're saying. I respect you. I respect the role that you've played in my life. I honor you for all those things that you've done for me. And I can see that. And then you have to make your own decision based off the wisdom and the counsel and the guidance that they have given you. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor, honor, honor your father and mother, for this is the first commandment with the promise. And that promise is that you would have a long, good life. Kids, obey your parents while you're at home. Obey your parents and honor your parents with everything you have. Respect them, value them. When you move out and you're on your own, kids, I'm telling you today, and when I say kids, I'm talking to anybody who lives at home, anybody who's living under your parents' roof. You know, you could be 20 years old still living at home. Hey, that's great. You're living under your parents' roof. You obey them. You obey them. And then when you move out, that begins to honor. Parents, what I want to say to you today is train up your child. Train up your child. Don't be hands off. Don't just let your child decide how they act. Don't let your child make big decisions in life on their own when they're incapable of making those decisions. Train up the child in the way that he should go because when he's old or she's old, they won't depart from it. This is about raising godly offspring so that we can continue the work of the gospel, so that people look at your family, so that people look at your kids and kids, so that people look at your parents and say, I see Jesus Christ in those people. There is something happening that I want to be a part of. So parents, pay attention to your kids. Parent your children. Parent them. Raise them. Train them. Kids, obey your mom and dad and honor your parents so that you'll have a long, good life. I hope this has helped you today. I hope you've learned something. I hope everybody who's watched this has learned something today. My heart's prayer is that we are people who are so known for our love for each other and for God that it transforms everywhere we go. May you be filled with God's grace, his wisdom, his life. And Father, I just ask that you are working in relationships between children and kids and parents and mentors. Father, that you are having your way, that you are filling us with your spirit, your love, and your life. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. Have a great week. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.